Hey everybody, and welcome to Nerd to the Third, your stop for video games, movies, and nerd culture, bringing you the power of three. Today with your host, Nick, Ashley, and the ever-rotating third chair, Zoe Ann! Whoop whoop! Say something. That's your cue. Say something cute. Hi. <laughs> okay, so today is a special family um, version. Well, except for when we get to talk about Santa Clarita. <laughs> Well, she's seen enough of it. Yeah, I know. True, true, true. So anyways, um, today's guest is my lovely wife, Ashley. Ashley, say hello. Hello. And um, so today we have, it might not be as long as usual. Uh, we basically had some scheduling mishaps. So we have a couple of things to talk about. So let's get right into the headlines of the week. All right, so a couple of headliners that we wanted to talk about. Um, we got to see the most recent Toy Story trailer. Mm-hmm. It just came out with another one of those. Um, I'm definitely feeling a fatigue from all the Toy Story trailers. Are you feeling the same way, or are you are, are you getting more and more hyped as they go? Um, probably more fatigued. I think it should have ended. Yeah. I mean, you mean like the ep- the... the last one? It should have ended. It was like perfect, and I understand toys don't die, but yeah. As far know. as like Andy's storyline, that's what well, you mean. This, the... I don't know. I love Disney, and I've always loved Disney, but they're like ruining our childhood. <laughs> yeah, movies right now. Yeah, okay. I mean, Genie is like, like CG, with... yeah. and <laughs> and granted, Dumbo, but I was never a huge fan about Dumbo and that one I don't know that one will be interesting but I mean that one for yeah. sure is being like stretched right and then like, it was like 80 minutes the original one yeah and like Toy Story continuing okay whatever but them redoing all of the Disney movies that they are is kind of hard right right I think it's great that maybe the generation now has that is gonna have their own version which is kind of cool but I don't know. Either I feel like there should be better ways to, of doing it, right? Versus remaking the originals that wasn't there was nothing wrong with in the first place, right? Right. So what you're saying is Toy Story looks stupid. No, it's not what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, what you're making it so I can't cuss either? Come on. I, you can cuss all you want. I mean, fucking shit. There we go. I'm just gonna cuss every other word to make your life more difficult because you have to edit it. Right. True. That is very true. That would be something you would do. <laughs> that would be something I would do. And then I don't have to spend time with you. I mean, it's a double. It, it works. Oh, really oh, I well. see how it is. I see how it is. Okay. Um. So then, other than the fact that it just should have ended, I mean, we can both totally agree on that. Other than that, what did you think about the storyline? I mean, it's it's redoing a lot of the storylines that was in the other ones yeah i mean something gets lost something gets stolen they have to go off and find it and return it yeah yeah the story for me is just there you know and this is one of the sequels that i just feel like is a sequel you know and i mean like for the longest time pixar's never did sequels 
And then Toy Story is the one that they actually started doing sequels with. So I guess it's fitting that it's also the one that they're overdoing it with. <laughs> right. Well, isn't Dory? Yeah, well, I mean, and, and see, that's, that's my point, is that, like, a there's, a, there's a bunch of sequels now. You got yeah. Dory, you got Incredibles 2, you got, you know, and even though, like, me and you, for instance, we like Dory and we like Incredibles 2, but there's a huge part of the fan base that don't really like those movies. Right. And in, and in the same way that, like, we were talking about Toy Story 4 and how it's reusing a lot of storylines, there's a lot of stuff in, like, even Incredibles 2, if you look at it, there's a lot of that storyline that is reused from the first one, but then what they did is they switched the roles. Now right. the mom is doing what the dad was doing and the dad was doing, you know? Mm-hmm. So they kind of just flopped the genders and it's like, oh, but now it's different. And so with this, it's like now instead of Buzz being the lost toy when the first one, now it's this spork, you know? And the, yeah, there's just nothing that stands out to me as being like unique. There's nothing that stands out like, oh my God, you know, that's the reason this exists, you know, right. I mean, then it's spork isn't supposed to be a toy, right? I, I mean, maybe they'll bring some kind of existential, you know, question about what is existence and something like that. But I mean, they've kind of already had that underlying question going on since toys apparently are alive. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it, it does just seem kind of kind of meh. So, um, but then uh, the other one, uh, Detective Pikachu had their final trailer. <laughs> Um, what, what do you think about I'm that one? I'm not sold on that one whatsoever. Really? No. Ryan Reynolds, as much as I love him as an actor, does not fit in Pikachu's body. Yeah. Sorry. Does not. Spider-Man? I can see Spider-Man fitting in Pikachu's body. Not the Hold actor on. of Spider-Man. So, like, Tom Holland? Sure. The newest one? Yeah. Yeah, so Tom Holland? I could see him. You know what? That's I totally a could. younger kid. His voice. Voice is high yeah. pitched. Ryan Riddle, it will always be Deadpool. I mean, yeah. right? He's the yeah. jackass in Deadpool. Um, yeah. But what's funny is that like people did like an edit of the trailer, but instead of Ryan Reynolds, they did Danny DeVito's by oh, voice. But what's funny about that is that the original Detective Pikachu had a kind of rough and gruffer like New York accent. So I'm like, actually, that fits more line with the thing. But obviously, the reason they chose Ryan Reynolds is because Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. So like with the Asian market in particular, they're banking on his name, essentially. Oh, I'm sure. You know, and so that is the one thing that does kind of stick out like a sore thumb. And I think it's because like he has his voice, but he doesn't have his facial expressions down. You know, so it's like, here's this Ryan Reynolds voice coming from a face that makes sort of the same expressions we'd expect from him, but not really. Right. But I mean, like, other other than that, one thing I have noticed, and this is usually because, like, they get footage way early in production, but like the first... Um, trailer that I saw, one thing that stuck out like a sore thumb to me was that the Pokemon themselves, like Pikachu, he had his fur and you could really tell it, but then a lot of the other ones seemed a lot more cartoony. Mm -hmm. So it was weird to me that they went for a more realistic approach on Pikachu, but then when you saw like Charmander, he didn't have scales or something. He looked like a just a cartoon version of him. Yeah. And now in this one being the final trailer, 
I feel like that has completely gone because I feel like all the Pokemon look like, look like themselves, obviously, but in a real life, you know, adaptation of them, Mm -hmm. which I'm glad because that was one thing that just stuck out for the first trailer is seeing Charmander and even like um, Bulbasaur. They looked exactly like their cartoon counterparts. But Mm -hmm. now, even in this last trailer, they show the same um, footage of like all the Bulbasaurs going down the river or whatever. And in this one, you could tell they added a lot more detail, maybe some scales, some vines or some veins in like the leaves and stuff. So it's like, okay, it no longer looks like that. Thank God. Because that was just one thing that just seemed weird that they would focus on the fur, but then not on like scales because even like Charmander in the first trailer was very scaly. So it's like, okay, not Charmander, uh, Charizard, sorry. Charizard was very scaly, but then Charmander wasn't. So it's like, I don't know, but I'm, I'm super nerdy about this. Clearly. Like Like, right now you don't even need me. No, no, right. (laughs) Didn't even need you. Yes. But I don't know. It's just it is something that stuck out to me. But the one thing that did stuck out stuck stick out to you is that this comes out right before Zoe Ann's birthday. So Zoe Ann, I need to talk to you. Come here. What? Come here. Did you see the Did you see the Pokemon trailer? Yeah. Yeah. Does that look like a cool movie? Yeah. It got Spider-Man body. What? <laughs> it got Spider-Man body. No. Spider-Man's body. I think you're going off of what mommy <laughs> said. Mommy just said that. Did mommy you want to see that. it? Yeah. Who's your favorite Pokemon? The Pikachu. Giraffes. Oh, giraffes. Sorry. Yes. You like the giraffes? Giraffe is my favorite color. Giraffe is your favorite color. Okay. Okay. What's Pika- What's Pikachu say? Pikachu. Say a little louder. Pikachu. <laughs> there you go, baby. <laughs> hi daddy hi sweetie okay Um, so we're gonna go see we should go see it on your birthday because it comes out right next to your birthday i want to see i want to see the movie yeah when it comes out dude and she's out and she's out so yeah i think that's cool i i definitely i actually can't wait to watch it and that's coming from somebody who is not a fan but i know of them like, I think I know the original, like, 151, but I, like, they've come out with so, so many generations now. It's, like, annoying. I want to say they're on, like, eight generations. And, of course, there's going to be, like, some Pokemon nerd, like, well, actually, it's it's nine or seven or I don't know. Like, I, I haven't felt. And funny enough, like, I only know Pokemon from, like, the TV show and the card game. And most people, I feel like um know it from like the the video games the game boy games the nintendo ds games and stuff like that mm-hmm. but that's just not my experience i knew it from the card game and i wasn't even like super into it i was more into like the i guess lore of it rather than the straight up like game like the pokemon game i mean i remember you had you had a collection didn't you yeah i just collected the cards yeah just for fun or mm-hmm. yeah okay and you're really into Pokemon Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes, I am still into Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. Even though you aren't. Yeah. And you don't, can't battle me. Can't battle you. That was one thing that almost got me back into Pokemon Go. 
I was like, oh, we can battle each other and we could just have fun or whatever. And then it's like, you have to get your friendship level up to like four, three or four three. or something like that. And so it's like, nah, I'm good. Because we were at like one and a half. And it's like the grinding that would have been, you know, in that would have taken. I'm just like, ah, I'm just not into it. Yeah. And I'm only doing Pokemon Go for the collection anyway. That's yeah, the only reason exactly. I've ever done it. Yeah, and see, I'd be the other way where I'd want to get into the battles, but then since I am such a low level, it's like, eh, oh well. Yeah, you definitely are a low level. Yeah, it's kind of. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I think I, I think we'll definitely go see it. You know, it's something I'm excited for. You know, might be a movie I fall asleep to. You yeah, know? we should see if her friend is interested, mm-hmm. and then go make it a play date so anyways um then another trailer came out now my experience with this trailer was like phenomenally different than your experience with this trailer borderlands 3 mm-hmm. so they had um they were hyping it up on twitter and everything and they were you know they were trying to you know be coy about it even though it was like super freaking obvious but anyways um <laughs> but so they had an hour long presentation. Right. Um you suffered through. I suffered. Oh, and see like I didn't even I had to end up going somewhere and so then I had to watch it after the fact, which kind of pissed me off because at the very beginning they kind of made it seem like it was going to be like that Fallout 4 announcement, which for those that didn't know, the Fallout 4 announcement pretty much the entire show was about Fallout 4. Right. They talked about other Bethesda games, but they had a really good chunk of the show that was dedicated to Fallout 4. Mm-hmm. And so the way they were wording stuff made it seem like that was going to be like they started the show looking at the teaser trailer. All the teaser trailer is is a bunch of the... um like the assets and it's put into grayscale pretty much. And then it's put into the shape of a, um, a psycho and that's all it was. And so there's like, Oh, look at this Easter egg. And you know, there's pointing out really stupid stuff. And it's like, okay, cool. Randy Pitchard. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing that. You know, but then like they started talking about other stuff and I was not expecting that whatsoever. (laughs) So they're talking about these, not only are they just, talking about it they're not showing really anything they're just like here's what our company is working on and there wasn't anything that was super concrete there was one from the creator of rick and morty uh josh roland or something justin roland yeah someone's gonna kill me Mm -hmm. (laughs) um um there was a game from him, and I kind of already saw something about that because it was in the um, state of play. It was a VR game, so I've already seen it. And then the only other one, which admittedly, after the fact, looked really freaking awesome. I want to say it's like Risk risk of Raining or Risk of Rain 2. And so while I was watching it, I had this moment where I'm like, this is so stupid. This looks like the stupidest game ever. And I'm like, and then like, I'm just like, hmm. And as the trailer went on, I'm like, okay, this actually isn't that bad. It's just not what I want to see right now. I didn't <laughs> click on this video so that I could watch Risk of Rain 2. 
And so I actually went back to it later and I watched it again with a fresh mind. And I'm like, oh, this actually, this looks pretty badass, honestly. You know, and then the fact that it's kind of a Borderland-esque game with classes and special abilities and a ton of loot and stuff. But it was only made by three people versus, you know, Gearbox taking how many years to get Borderlands 3 out of their ass? And they have like hundreds of people. So just saying. It's been a while since anything about Borderlands has come out. Right. And then the most insufferable part of the... (laughs) Randy Pitchford decided to do a freaking card trick, like a card magic trick. It was so stupid, for one. Uh, So, for one, it was stupid. For two, it was clear that they were just trying to kill time. And for three, um, there was a part in the thing where... um, So, basically, he has somebody sign a card. He signs the card. And then he, like, gets rid of it, quote-unquote. And then from a wrapped box inside of a wrapped card, he pulls out the card. You know, she was supposed to pick a number between 1 and 50. She picked 47. So, that means she had to count out 46 cards and then put the 47 one. But the thing is, is that when she started to put down the first card, you could see that every card in that deck was the signature. So, it was a bad trick for the audience it was probably freaking awesome or you know they were like oh that's cute or whatever but like for me at home from that camera angle it's like okay that card had a signature on it and then there was another one that i happened to see it was just a glimpse and i think you'd have to like zoom in and enhance and but i could tell yeah i think they're just all which means that the person who did the signature was planted yeah so I'm just like something like like that. It would have to. So like it was bad enough that there was this bad magic trick in the middle of a game show, but then the fact that it was not only bad, but then just not well executed. Right. It was horrible, and it was just like, and of course he acted like, ha ha, I'm a magic or magician, and oh god. So, anyways, after that excruciating amount of pain, it's time to go drop Zoe Ann off at your mother's so that she can go spend the night and so and so i finally get back to it and i watch it on live rather than just watching the trailer because you know i wanted to but apparently they had so much like technical issues trying to play the trailer and so when they did play it it was janky and it was jumpy (laughs) so that sucked then they tried and tried again and so finally i did they did get it to work and i got to see the trailer in all its glory or whatever and then, yeah, so um, real fast, what did you think about the trailer before I go into my thoughts? Um, I mean, it looks like a Borderlands movie. <laughs> or game. Yeah. Game. Um, I mean, the four characters, all the different um, enemies, and of course the guns. Guns have always been their biggest pull, I feel like, mm-hmm. with Borderlands, which has always been the most fun. Um. The one thing I thought was cool was the different territories or like oh, yeah. land, whatever you want to call them. Environments. Environments. There, there you go. go. Um, that looks like the coolest thing, but I mean, mm-hmm. it looks like a Borderlands movie. Game. Maybe the- Game, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, did anything stick out as like, oh, okay, that's like my favorite part or whatever? Not really. I mean, the new... Um, Siren Girl looks pretty cool, but yeah. no, not really. 
Yeah, I mean, from the looks of it, just from the way they showed off her power, she looks like she might be a little bit more of a, an aggressive siren. Because mm-hmm. she had like the eight arms or whatever. You remember that part? Yeah. So to me, that seems like she might be a little bit more aggressive. Because like the first one, all you did was like you turned invisible and you ran around really fast or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the second one, you locked a character into place. Now, granted, there was a lot of things you could do from that. Like, you know, if you killed them, it would shoot out like health orbs to all your allies or it would make a giant explosion if you killed them. So there's many things you could do that. But essentially it was just like I'm holding you in place. So it was more, I mean, it was more, I guess it was good for crowd control, but it wasn't like aggressive. I don't know. This, you know, having like eight arms seems pretty aggressive. That's like, why would you have eight arms unless you're going to like, you know, have eight guns or whatever. And I don't think they'd do that with the last guy who was the gun zerker and he had Mm -hmm. the two weapons. So, yeah, to me, that seems like, okay, is she going to be like the main melee character? You know, because I mean, I feel like. I feel like out of the four, there's always one main melee character. Right. And then everybody else, you know, has various things. Um, My favorite part, I think, was the Skagzilla. The Skag Rex or whatever. Yeah, the the, having the different characters or the enemies will be interesting. Yeah. It'll it'll be nice to see how they evolve it, you know. Yeah, all that. Yeah, the psychos aren't going anywhere. You saw that. Yeah, and I think that is probably the biggest offender of this particular trailer is the fact that there wasn't a lot that stuck out stuck out as okay. This is what's different about it. This is what's going to revolutionize it. This is what we've basically waited five years for. Right, they five just, years in a console. Well, and they just rushed through everything. I mean. Mm-hmm. That you couldn't see anything in massive details unless you went into like slow mo anyway, because mm-hmm. they just rushed through everything. Yeah, which granted, right? It's probably what they want to do, but I mean, for a major trailer, you feel like they would slow it down a little bit. A little more. bit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's yeah. That was just the biggest part. It's like, and it was like you know over a billion guns, and it's like the thing about that is that they've already made that they've already made that claim before. So unless now what they're trying to say is that we quite literally have a billion guns, it's like, okay, cool. But consider that's always been their pull. Exactly. With Borderlands. So they can advertise that all they want, but that's what gamers I feel like would expect going into a Borderlands game. Yeah. Yeah. And the one that definitely stuck out was the gun with legs. It's like, is that just a grenade? Or a turret that you... Like, you throw out... Well, I'm thinking it might be a grenade, because like it would make more sense as a grenade rather than... Oh, oh, maybe it's like like the one guns... can't remember what they're called, but the one guns, every time you reload, it throws it out as a grenade. <laughs> what if every time you reload, it just grows legs and just... <laughs> That'd be pretty fun. That'd be pretty cool, I'd have to admit. Um, but yeah, I think other than the Skag Rex, the Vista's definitely caught my eye because it was something they were looking up at. Um, The only thing I'm worried about, especially like the big Hyperion like skyscrapers, the only thing that really worries me about that is that like, are we going to be able to go into that town or is that literally just something pretty to look at? Right. Because what's the point? 
you know, there was definitely some like interesting vistas, but then like rewatching it, I did some kind of stuck out like the swampy area. I'm like, oh, that's just the, you know, the island of Dr. Zed. Yeah. Or Dr. Ned. Ned. Ned, the uh, the zombie island of Dr. Ned. I mean, there were swamps there. So, so yeah, there's just nothing that really stuck out to me. It's like, oh, this has never been seen. We've never, you know, experienced this. The Hyperion skyscrapers was literally probably the only thing we haven't experienced. Yeah, city. You know? Other than that, everything looked the same. And is that a bad thing? No. No, not but really. It's going to be in Borderlands. Yeah, it just sucks because it's like it's been it's been over five years since we've gotten a Borderlands or a proper Borderlands because obviously Gearbox did one in 14, I want to say 2014. So, you know, but since Gearbox has actually done it, it, it's been longer. So I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's a it's at a weird spot right now because it's like my hype level is almost non-existent and and I didn't expect that. Yeah. You know, like actually, especially how much we've played the crap out of yeah. all of those games. Yeah, actually, we actually just rebought the Handsome Jack collection, so we're starting to play through Borderlands Two. Then that was right before the announcement, so then they announced that they were coming out with the first one. And I'm like, oh, should we get that so we can play through <laughs> the whole thing? Because that'd be fun, you know? Yeah, I don't know. It's just it. The thing is, I'm gonna buy it on day one. Me and you are going to play the crap out of it. It's yeah. just right now, how much is our hype level? You know, it's as it's as much as it needs to be, but it's not like, oh my god, I need this tomorrow. Yeah, and I think the only pull that's ever kept me in the game is it's very different than any of the other games. You have Claptrap, which you can't beat, all of his quirky little comments mm-hmm. that you hear throughout all the games and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, none of that will probably go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll definitely see. All right. So that so far is all the headlines we have to talk about. Let's go into the weekly grind. Okay. So the weekly grind. Grind. You guys can't see it, but she's laughing her ass off. (laughs) Well, I listen to the podcast. Yes. So that's, uh, yeah. I can hear the music come in and all that stuff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you. I'm glad you listened to me. For some reason, I always just thought you cut and paste those in versus actually doing it throughout the show as you're recording. Oh, you mean like doing it fresh each time? Yeah. Yeah. So I figured you just, because... I mean, it's you, so it sounds different no matter what, because your your voice fluctuations. But mm-hmm. I just assume like you guys just cut and paste in those things, and so you guys. Oh, so you thought like at the beginning we would just do all the intros, and yeah. then just yeah. No, no. You guys are just dorks. Yeah. We profesh. <laughs> That's we gotta what you we gotta pro- we gotta practice for our radio. Ah, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So now that that's out of the way, you know what. So we had a we had a couple things. First off, let's just talk really fast about like the Handsome Jack collection since we started that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it looks prettier. Yeah, I've definitely noticed like it doesn't 
have that pop in like it used to where we'd get into an area and all the textures would take like five ten seconds to actually like load in not longer right and i was and i don't know if that was worse on like the playstation 3 or whatever but that's definitely one thing that kind of stuck out like oh my god it actually has all the textures right when i load up i know right um other than that like i'm trying out the new psycho character i think that was the only character at at the time, because I think that one came out well after Borderlands 2 came out. Yeah. So I think that was the only character that I hadn't really gotten a chance to try out. So I'm playing as the Psycho. You're playing... I don't know. I have the clap track. The Death Trap. Death Trap. Yeah. Which I have to say, like, as long as you're able to use that and how frequently you are, I am so jealous. Because it's like, I use my thing. I feel like it goes so fast. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> you have to get irritated with me because I would throw out... The death trap, and then you'd go up with your. Mm-hmm. your well, see, the thing is, is that you get, you get, I get full health if I kill somebody, but I'm having to compete with your death box and your bullets, and I'm just sitting there like. By the way, I kick his ass every time. Borderlands. Yeah, definitely. You know that's why I married you. I was like, I didn't sign the contract until I saw how you were at Borderlands. I thought it was Jurassic Park. <laughs> Yeah, the Lost World old arcade game. Like, that was definitely one of the moments in our relationship. I was just like, God damn, this girl's awesome. Like, when I was, like, shooting all the Velociraptors and at the end of the uh, end of the round it showed our scores. And yours was like, hell above mine. I'm like, all right, got to step up the game. Got to bring it. <laughs> which may, Which challenges me. But I mean, they now, have it. now she got to compete with her. Yeah, I know. I can't wait. I can't wait. That's she loves be playing that game. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty much it for Borderlands. I mean, like we, like I said before, we might end up getting the first one, so we might actually end up stopping Borderlands just so we can play through Borderlands one. I don't know. We'll see. It'll really be about like the timing because that's April third. So it's like, will we have money to? I don't know. So yeah, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see if we'll get through that. Um, I don't like playing split screen though. Oh, I know. <laughs> I haven't like, played. We haven't played split screen in a while, but probably since. That's a good point. That's it's, a good point. I think that's probably the only game that we really ever forced to play. True. Split screen. Yeah, because at that time we didn't have two PlayStation threes, but yeah, with our two PlayStation fours now, we just can't game share this one in particular. Or maybe I will be. I don't know. Let's get into that later. So we did watch a movie. We did watch a movie. A new Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Highwaymen. And the interesting thing about this is that it it's told from the perspective of the lawmen where, correct me if I'm wrong, most Bonnie and Clyde movies have been told from Bonnie and Clyde's position. Yeah. Or at least somebody who was close to them. Yeah, at least all the movies I've seen on them and stuff. Right. From their perspective. Yeah. And so that was definitely one thing that stuck out. Like, they didn't even show Bonnie and Clyde's face until the very end, right before they're littered with bullets. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Spoiler alert to a, you know, story that you definitely should know about. <laughs> um, But yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely, in- what I thought was so interesting about that was that it was almost a way of because one thing that stuck out even in the movie one thing that stuck out is how like revered these people were yeah it was like they were hollywood stars mm-hmm. and 
So to me, it's like by not showing their face, they were basically trying to not humanize them. They were making them these, you know, monsters that went around killing lawmen, Mm -hmm. you know. And so by not showing their faces, it was the movie itself was focusing more on their acts rather than rather than like what they look like, who what characters did they get to play them, you know, whatever. And I kind of like that. Uh, Overall, we got Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson. I loved Kevin Costner. I've always loved Kevin Costner. Yeah. What did you think about their, you know, performance and relationship? Um, I thought it was good. Um, I mean, you get the retired or kind of retired slash like forced into their positions. Mm-hmm. And then now they have to try and get back in shape and not necessarily shape, but get back into shooting the guns and stuff like that mm-hmm. into what they used to do. Um, but I thought they did great. Yeah, I feel like their dynamic was really good because you had one that was definitely more grizzled, you know, being Kevin Costner, and then Woody Harrelson was still just as experienced, but he was definitely a, the more timid of the two. And yeah. so I feel like they played off each other really well, too. Yeah, I think they did, too. And then um, Woody Harrelson's um, character, like, he wanted something. He needed something to do where you can tell Kevin Costner really didn't want to do it, but felt like it was his job to do it, yeah, it was as duty. well. Yeah. Um, so he had an, he felt like there was an obligation right. to do that where uh-huh. Woody Harrelson really needed to like do something <laughs> right he wanted to feel needed worth yeah yeah and so i mean i always have to i always have to in place or in implant this but it was really good not only just for a period piece but for a netflix yeah it definitely was a really good movie you know um it's a long one but it was good yeah i mean in comparison like they just had a triple frontier with ben affleck and oh god yeah that was a good one Ozzy, Ozzy. Like that, and then this one right after it is there's been there's been a bar set now that if another movie comes out and it's just this like eh, it's like uh you know which I mean there's always gonna be you know off movies I think there will be but every company I do feel like these are definitely starting to sh- I mean not not just production quality. Because, like, the the graphics were good, or, I mean, not graphics, special effects. The special effects were good. The actors were good. In both movies, Triple Frontier, I mean, alone, has freaking, you know, Ben Affleck, Oscar Isaac. Um, I can't remember his name. He's a Latino guy. He's He's been in a couple movies now. I mean, the biggest one, I think, being, like, Norcos from Netflix itself. But then you also have like the guy who was in, um, anarchy mm-hmm. or no sons of anarchy, you know, and he seems like a pretty big actor too. And so, and so they have this one, you got Woody Harrelson and Kevin Costner. I mean, I feel like Woody Harrelson wasn't as big a, of a surprise, but then seeing like Kevin Costner, for all intents and purposes, coming out of retirement. Right. Like, he did a cowboy one back. It was, like, it was it was about two warring families in the Old West or something. And it was him and, like, Bill Paxton. Or not Paxton. Bill Pullman? One of the Bills. <laughs> Anyways, and that was, like, the last thing he had done for, like, a really long time. So to take him out, 
of retirement essentially and put him in here and for him to do so well obviously it was just yeah. like ah oh, man you know and i was like i was just watching a video recently about how there are a lot of instances of like the um the oscars trying to snub certain netflix um originals because it's like oh well you have to be in the theaters for like at least four weeks for it to count or whatever but then you have like um roma got a bunch of awards uh the ballad of buster scruggs um which i mean you know how i feel about yeah. that one. Oh my god i love that movie that was such a good I, that was our personal um drama of the year we absolutely love that, me and Nate. So we picked it as our drama. But that actually got some nominees. I don't think I got an award. I don't know. But anyways. So it's like, it's it's becoming legitimate or whatever. Not only that, but then you also have uh, like Amazon and Hulu. Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel like Hulu, they had their own, they had their own series for sure. But it wasn't until like... Netflix really started bringing it with the movies that they started coming out with their own movies. Right. So now that they are, you know, competition is always good. And so, like, I haven't seen a lot on, like, Hulu, for instance. But, like, there is a bar. It's been set. It's like if Hulu comes out with an original thing, hey, that's cool. But it's like you do got to bring it if you want to compete on the same scale. So, I mean, I really like that. Um, the other thing we've been watching is Santa Clarita <laughs> Diet, um, season three. So first off, let's go real recap what we think about the series as a whole. So you go ahead. Um, I mean, it's, it's an interesting show. It's definitely something that you, we haven't seen mm-hmm. elsewhere. So, um, I've always really enjoyed it. It's funny. It's quirky. Mm-hmm. What's your, well, I mean, what would be your, I guess, favorite part about the show? Well, I always love her. Drew Barrymore? Yeah, I've always mm-hmm. loved her. So, I mean, that's what keeps me interested more than anything else. Yeah. Um, I think I just really enjoy the writing. You know, I feel like that's my favorite part of the show is the writing. Because even, like, the really subtle jokes for me land so good it was like the one part and i think you know what i'm bringing up but the one part where the guy's talking about how there's these two couples one's blonde one's taller than the other and so then she kind of hunches herself up and he hunches down and it's just like really subtle they don't say anything you know everybody might just be reacting or everybody might be paying attention to their reaction on their faces um, and maybe not everybody catches that they do that little subtle joke there. So it's it's the writing and how clever it is in a lot of ways. And what I like the most about this is that it's just clever writing all around. I yeah. feel like there's plenty of shows out there, or movies for that matter, that might have clever writing in dialogue. Or it might have clever writing in things that happen in the movie. So actions in the movie. But it's very rare, I feel like, that you have clever, like, physical comedy along with clever dialogue comedy. I feel like one always surpasses the other, whether intentional or not. And I feel like this one has the really good balance. Yeah, You know, there's plenty of physical stuff that happen and it's funny. But then they have just really smart comedy. Yeah. Um, so then we got season three, uh, 
quick spoilers for season one and two. Um, basically, they start finding out that there's more of them out there yeah. rather than just her. And so this one has basically been about like the secret um, people, the Knights of Ren. I'm being, I'm being, I'm being funny. You might not see it because you don't like Star Wars as much as me. It's true. <laughs> but the Knights of Serbia, right? Okay, so the Knights of Serbia, and so they're you know they're dealing with that, and then they're dealing with starting their own you know company. And then their daughter just brew up a fracking company. And so all that kind of makes each episode really kind of packed to the brim. You know, they have one thing that they have to fix, but then maybe a couple more end up spurting out of nowhere. Right. And so that always keeps it interesting for sure. All right. So that's going to be the show for today. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure if you want to, you can go to TX3 Productions on Twitter or Threat X3 Productions on Facebook and YouTube. Just add at Gmail at the end of that, and you got at Gmail dot shut the fuck. Threat X3 Productions at gmail.com. Also, if you would like to support us, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash ThreadX3 Production. And a good update to ThreadX3 Productions is the fact that we now have a new laptop and I am able to have Adobe Premiere. So hopefully on the video side of stuff on the ThreadX3 Productions on YouTube, now is a good time to go check that out. We're going to start having a lot more content. Well, maybe not like right now, but soon like <laughs> in the next couple of days you're going to want to keep your notifications on so turn that bell on subscribe um because we're going to start having more video content as well so after you're done listening to us go watch us we'll be playing games maybe you know streaming for sure at thread x reproductions on twitch as well so you can check us out there thank you guys so much for joining us ashley thank you for joining me today mm-hmm and Zoe Ann, thanks for coming on the show. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, and this was your Nerd to the Third, where you can always talk nerdy to me.